Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 435th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my quarantined co-host. Like that, that's very accurate. Actually, I don't know about you, Sigma. I think you actually still go to work. Uh, not quite yet, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about, Fabs. This is just a continuation of the Scrawn's normal life. <laughs> of the normal life. We have we have Sigma, of course, <laughs> and Scrawn, as you just heard. Uh, so welcome to the show. If you're new, welcome back if you're old. This is the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name I came up with in 2007 when I was 16. So please forgive all of the childishness. Also, you can do the math and extrapolate my age from now from then now. Ooh. Is, yeah right <laughs> you can extrapolate that i was 16 in 2007 so yeah <laughs> think about where i am now uh, it's depressing Quick question Thatch. <laughs> yeah what was six like what was go- like just like i'm not trying to be sassy in any way but like from 16 year old thatch's perspective yeah. why underground what What's the implication behind that to 16-year-old Thatch? Like, oh, why oh, is okay. The- so, no, no, I can, like, if we want to do the history of Puckle, I mean, we had, I, I have, like, a series of, like, small interviews that I want to have planned with each of you, and we talk about the history of Puckle at the same time. Like, all of our individual experiences, and then you kind of piece yeah, yeah. that together. Oh, and then, like, and okay. then there's, like, little pieces of me in there at the same time. Um, because because <laughs> it, it's, it's my history at the same time as your history, because it, it's our shared history, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh like i did shamu so far um these are all going to go up on patreon at some point and so like you're you're up soon and then so is going to be sigma uh mm-hmm. at some point and it's just going to be the shared history because like i want to i want people to know your stories and I, I really i well i do i really want people to know your stories um because i think it's really important to just connect with you guys on a better level uh they hear me every week like they know who thatch is he hates dexit he hates uh he loves Gen Four, and, and but he has like, never played Pokemon Mr. Dungeon Explorers of Sky. Uh, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. <laughs> so, like, I want it to be a very important thing for that. Uh, but uh, I, th- there is an explanation. I've given it on stream a couple of times, so I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it here. We'll, we'll we'll wait for that to come out on another day. <laughs> but welcome to Puckle. Puckle is your one-stop shop for everything Pokemon. We talk everything from the video game to the trading card game to, I guess, Mystery Dungeon Explores the Sky and how Thatch hasn't played it yet. <laughs> because of his constant anxiety that if he plays it, then he's going to ruin a blind playthrough that he could do for Puckle. Oh. And then he never does that blind playthrough for Puckle. <laughs> That's honestly the worst. You're going to, I'm sure you'll do it eventually. It's on the list. Like, I'm getting yeah. better about playing games for Puckle. 
because like we're we're doing a Coliseum thing that's up on YouTube right now. I think the first two episodes are up. The second episode is like four hours. I only <laughs> it was like three hours somehow. That works I thought for it was me. four. I thought it was four Sorry. as well. Uh, but that's fine with me. It's still like it's still super long. And that's because there's streams that turn into YouTube videos, and so you can, of course, come to the streams. We are doing some more um, TCG content, though, Sigma and I, so I'm very excited for that. Yeah, I've been noticing that. How is the state of the TCG right now? Um, It's nuts because there's no tournaments, but we can talk about that later (laughs) the topic. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, So what have you guys been up to lately? How, How have things been going? You know, every week is pretty much the same. I go to my online classes, I submit my online homework, <laughs> and then I play online video games. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a lot of people's lives. Animal awesome. Crossing has been a blessing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Sigma? How's everything been going with you? Uh, yeah, Animal Crossing has been a big thing. Uh, I, the- I think so. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, reading manga is nice in this off time, too. Ooh, that's actually not bad. Yeah, especially with Shonen Jump's uh, subscription service being like two bucks oh, a month and you get what? their backlog. That's so cool. So, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's like, I didn't oh, know yeah, about you that. Just, all of their previous works are on there. And the things they don't have, they brought like, uh, or the versions that they printed in the manga. Okay. Like that they sell. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just take these. So you still have the little bonus features and manga that weren't released chapter by chapter online. So that's interesting. I'm really into that. Mm-hmm. It's a really uh, good deal. So that, that's not bad. Yeah. I would, uh, I, I mean, I have the Pokemon Adventures manga up to volume 14 in hard copy. So maybe I'll just start mm. busting those out because, like, I, like, the thing that's been awful is I liked it. Like, my hobby is Puckle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or at least, like, one of my hobbies is Puckle. <laughs> I should say, I should clarify, I'd say the biggest one is Puckle. And oh, yeah, given how much time you put into it. I, I would say I would say Puckle is my biggest hobby, but I also like to do, um, I, I do some like minor woodworking and stuff like that on the side, and I like to do home improvement stuff, but like I can't do a lot of Puckle stuff anymore because like my life has been at my in my home office doing work. And you just don't want to be in there. <laughs> and I don't want to be in there like 12 to 16 hours a day, you know, like... Mm-hmm. it's just absolutely awful so like i've been trying to get trying to do more things and maybe that's a good way to do it is just to go read some read the adventures manga or something i mean i've been mm-hmm. trying to get up like i like i just realized that part of the problem was because we have like shades on all of our windows is <sighs> that like we keep them closed all the time typically because you know we're barely home we usually go to work and so like <laughs> i never thought about it and so then um and so I was just like, oh, you know what? I need to open these or I'm going to feel depressed. <laughs> I, I need natural light or it's just going to be horrible. So I went ahead and I did that. I, I, in, in my quarantine, I've been building a desk. I've been building a new desk. Nothing super fancy. Very nice. Because it's my, it's my first one. But I, I've been doing some woodworking stuff, mostly smaller stuff like cutting boards and stuff like that. I, do, I have posted some in the Discord. I need to, I need to really just like start hitting the Twitter a little bit more. And just like showing people what I'm doing in my off time. You could make puckle cutting boards and then. I don't know how I would do that. I, would, I feel like the way we'd have to do that is like get a brand. Like, um, <laughs> like a brand. No, no, like, a, like a branding iron. Yeah, yeah. Like we'd have to get oh, like yeah, a branding yeah. iron. And I, I, I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that. Like it, it, my shop is pretty small. Like it's, I think it's only like, it's like, uh, 10 by 10 by 12 feet or something like that. So it's not like a huge wood shop. And like most of my tools are like roll in, roll away, hide it underneath the bench uh, until you need it kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
because like there's just not enough room to keep everything there but like i've been i've been doing that so i've been working on a desk because uh, right now i'm off, i'm currently operating on like an ikea like you can go buy like an ikea desktop for like 30 bucks and then you can go buy ikea legs for like seven bucks a piece granted i did buy the nice ikea legs that are like 15 dollars a piece that have like adjustable heights Ooh. i did buy those um so that's what like my desk is right now that's what i'm operating on and um as nice as it is um i can't like I want like a nice L-shaped desk that I can like put my screens in the corner and stuff with. So I'm pretty excited mm. about that. There's never a wrong reason to go to IKEA. Uh, there is when there's a virus in a pandemic situation. Okay, <laughs> that that oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I would argue. I would argue that is a bad reason to go to IKEA. <laughs> IKEA Swedish meatballs are an essential service. That. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I wonder if you can carry that out. I wonder if that's still allowed to be carried out, like Ikea meatballs. <laughs> uh, that'd be a very odd choice. No, I just uh, I just want like a much nicer desk that's like one piece and I can, like I said, I want to put my screens in the corner, which right now I can't. And that way I can just clear up a lot of desk space, have more desk space for other activities because I, I do some minor like soldering and stuff like that. And I like to have that on the side and a couple other things. So Purling, purling on streams with Puckle. I do do that. Um <laughs> I need to get a new webcam set up for that, but uh, I do do that because people do appreciate it, <laughs> and I, I enjoy doing it. It's really cool. Like I, I really enjoy doing like the bigger projects for Perling, but uh, that's 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 a topic for another day. So on that note, though, let's uh, let's take a short break, and well, not even a short break. Let's just go to the news. There's some stuff to talk about. Let's cue that epic music. <laughs> And welcome to the news. In the news, we have a few things to talk about. Some of them are happy. Uh, I think the first one, and we're going to start on the happiest piece of news that was in the news this week that I'm very happy with. So I forget the name of the company. I think it's Original Shirts. Not Original Shirts. Um, uh, but they do these Pokemon shirt designs, and they've done the original 151. And then recently we talked about on the show maybe about a month ago where they also had... 20 Jota designs. Yeah. Um, they are now coming out with the rest of the Jota designs by mid April. And they're all Hawaiian shirts. Well, so you can, so they have options because these, these are expensive. They're like a hundred dollars. Yeah. And so the options are you can get like a nice button down and you can actually like, uh, and you pick the fabric. Oh, you get to like pick the button colors. Um, you can get like a regular button down. I think they do a polo. I'm not, I don't remember exactly. Uh, I think it might just be a long sleeve or a short sleeve button down and then also a Hawaiian shirt. And all the Gen 2 Pokemon are becoming available with that. Yeah, so they have all the 150 original 151 already available. I think there's a few of them that are sold out, but not a lot. Okay, I want an unknown one and I want it to be like all the alpha different alphabet <laughs> They might. So some of these designs are kind of out there, but you also can get like a pocket and you can get the pocket to be a different design as well. So like you could get like a full like unknown shirt but then have like a fanfi pocket, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a really cool place. Like my only co- my only qualm with it is that it is very expensive. They are like one hundred dollars. These are one hundred dollars shirts, but they're kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I was saying the Marie one. I think there's like a shiny Marie pin in the pattern, and uh, yeah, there's there's some cute ones. 
a shaved Murray is in the pattern somewhere. Too, so. <laughs> what does that even look like? I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I but I would honestly recommend them. I think they look really cool. If you can like if you have the money to do it and you're a Pokemon fan, um this is like exactly what I want. Like the Totodile one is is fantastic. I almost I I was going to buy it the day after we recorded the show where we talked about it originally, but it was sold out like the day after we talked about it and I was so upset. It's rough. I bet there are a lot of scalpers for stuff like that. I don't know. It, so it's like a Japanese company that does this, but they do ship to the US. And I think they just have a very limited stock, especially when they do like initial initial sell, sales of designs like this. It's very cool though. Like some of the designs are kind of out there. Like they, I go take a look. They're just really cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think we got some video game stuff next. Yes, uh, we're in a new season of battling online in the Battle Stadium metagame. That said, they're the same rules as last time. Next. Starting in May, they should add the rest of the Gigantamaxes that aren't Melmetal, and no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Gengar's kind of cool, but the rest of them are kind of trash. So Yeah, uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> the rest of the Gigantamaxes so far. So <laughs> Pre-DLC. Far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the new ones won't be in the game by the time that happens, so. Yeah, right. yeah. The, the ones from DLC won't be there probably till like, I fully expect, they keep saying by the end of June is when it'll come out. I fully 100% expect it June 30th. Uh, like, no joke. I expect it June 30th. I mean, now it could happen, because I guess it didn't make the news, but I believe that they postponed the pre-order of the tickets, so they don't have to get Zerud out on time anymore. They did. They did put the, uh, they did, um... I mean, that's also kind of nonsensical. I don't think that's why they're doing it. I think they're doing it so people don't go to movie theaters. No, I'm just saying that before they had to make it so Zarud was in the game by the 15th because yeah. that's what they said. Uh, now, I guess they're not tethered to that date. We'll see what happens. Yeah, they just don't want the movie coming out uh, or they don't want people like planning to go to the movies until like we know that the movie theaters are going to open up. Also, side note, this would be a perfect time for drive-in movie theaters to shine. Just saying. And I told this to Orange like two weeks ago. I'm like, I'm like, drive-in movie theaters could be open right now. And then, then like, I kid you not, like a couple days ago, I read a story about how a movie theater put a projector outside and was using one of the back walls of the like building to show movies, and they were sold out every night. <laughs> All they were doing was uh, they would do like carry out for the concessions. Mm. So you go and you get the concessions and you go back to your car. And I'm like, drive-in movie theaters could thrive on this right now. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think I think that I think this is an opportunity. Also, I'm a big fan of drive-in movies, <laughs> so just gonna throw that out there. Uh, so this segment, as always, is the Pokemon Go segment. Uh, <laughs> all Pokemon Go all the time. There's somehow still news. I'm just I'm blown away by this. So in an effort to increase public health safety when playing Pokemon Go, Niantic has doubled the distance for interacting with gyms. Which is kind of nice. Yeah, for sure. I'm actually like with a lot because they also announced uh, recently. Um, I don't think this is in the news, but they also did announce that they were talking about letting you remotely raid with friends, and I'm very excited for that feature because then like Sigma and I are almost best friends in Pokemon Go. Sigma and I could raid together. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think we're like two days away. We're like two days away, and I like stopped because I wasn't leaving the house. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, well, with all those incenses and the increased incense spawn rates, it's actually like easier to catch a lot of Pokemon right now. And yeah, go. but I can't get I can't get uh, gifts if I don't leave the house. <laughs> oh right. Yeah. Because Sigma and I are literally like two days away from best friend status on Pokemon Go. <laughs> like that's not an exaggeration. So next in the news, we have that Pokemon Go has announced their spring 2020 event. Uh, the event will run from April 9th through April 16th, and it's going to have floral hat Pikachu, Pichu, Baniri, and Togepi. Oh man, that's something that everybody wanted. Another hat on the Pikachu. I want to know if the floral hats on the Baniri and Togepi, when they evolve, if they stay on there, because that'd be cool. I don't know. They've been doing a lot of non-evolution special events lately, so we'll see. Which has been frustrating beyond belief. Mm-hmm. So there are also going to be Togepi-themed outfits, the introduction of Shiny Execute. All gift eggs are going to be two kilometers, so you don't have to walk that much. You just pace in your house. <laughs> just pace in your house. Have a little bit of scrawn in your life just pace in your house like i do anyway <laughs> it's uh so all field research will include alolan executor azumarill and Audino, and lucky eggs will last an hour and have and you'll have double hatch candy i'm kind of happy i don't care about any of it so <laughs> <laughs> tell us more about what you're not excited about Rioli's in the eggs, I've heard, but I have a Lucario, so I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tell us more, Sigma. Tell us more about the disappointments of Pokemon. First of all, what are they doing having events right now? I'm just, I'm just confused by this. Well, they've, they've been really good about like giving something for people to do during this time because they don't want people to do normal go. Yeah, activities. at least it's 2k eggs. I, I will. Like, uh, walking eggs isn't the most public of activities it's not like you have to be in a group for that part that's true there there is that uh let's see anyways pokemon go has announced the next research research breakthrough available now it's alolan executor and it runs through may 1st so yay uh i don't i think it's better than ferroseed it's a good opportunity for people who don't have it yet you know yeah i think i think yeah. that's the thing that like it's finally getting to the point where pokemon go like I used to get mad at the Pokemon hardcore Pokemon Go players that would get upset because, oh, why is this the research breakthrough? And it's like, well, people didn't have a chance to get it yet. Yeah, it's like, why is it Flower Crown Eevee? Uh, Flower Crown Eevee was the dumbest one. That was by far the dumbest one. Uh, that was the start of this whole downturn. Yeah, well, because they, that's when Giovanni happened and they started doing every, they started doing what research breakthroughs used to do with Giovanni. Mm-hmm. I mean, I liked Woobat. Woobat was cool Woobat because was you couldn't cool. get it any other way at the time. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, they have a Lolan Executor in the event for the... They do. They do. Easter. So, why? <laughs> they do. Oh. Why? Uh, take us home, Scron. Take us home on this. On this uh, until April 21st, Landorus is going to be the featured raid boss, so for five-star raids, and can also be found as a Battle League encounter. Until April 6th, players can purchase 50 Great Balls for a single coin. That's Monday. So that's like the day the show comes out. Excellent. Just letting you know. Just letting you know, by 4 o'clock today, all of you in your house, you need to open it up right now. Yes. 
Uh, Pokemon Spotlight Hour is to be held every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. local time and feature a specific Pokemon with a special bonus. So starting from April 7th and then continuing on through the next four weeks, uh, the Pokemon are going to be Purloin, Magnemite, Wobbuffet, and Pidgey, and they all have a different benefit for their days. Woo! All right. That is exciting. Yay, Pidgeys. And then uh, finally, there's just like a little bit of like puckle news and that's just that we did finally make the new friend ball tier on patreon which is 15 dollars, and that gives you access to the puckle breeder bot where you can go and you can essentially import a showdown spread and you can get your own you can get whatever pokemon you would like out of that uh so if you don't have the capabilities to like mod your own switch or do something like that you can use puckles modded switch to get access to that yourself uh, on that note though uh we are going to go ahead and switch gears and we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge in Puckle's Poke Quiz. And welcome to Puckles Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Today, Sigma and Scrawn are going to be operating together as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that we got from our Discord. You can join our Discord and give them questions in the show notes, as always. I can't say it because it's just a jumble of random letters, so like you can't, you guys have to look there. You have to go there if you want to join Discord and hang out with us and like talk with Thatch, talk with Sigma, talk with Scrawn. Talk with Shamu. <laughs> Plus, if our uh, just please, goes, I think please talk to me. I need it. <laughs> if we get big enough, we can get our own little Discord link, which means we can customize it. What and make it easy? I believe. What? How like, big do we have to be for fingers. that? Right. So I have to figure out what that threshold is. Uh, <laughs> We're probably not close, but. <laughs> Uh, it's a great place to come and interact with us. But we, like I said, five trivia questions, each worth one point a piece, except for the one time it's not. Um, Sigma and Scrawn, if have a lifeline and a hint that they can use to help them answer one of the questions, if they don't use it and get all of the questions correct, they get a bonus point at, for just cashing it in. So they can get a possible total of seven points today. Uh, so they are competing against their fellow co-host in a race to 30 points. Whoever gets their first gets a $20 credit to PokemonCenter.com. And Ooh. yeah. Uh, and as always, this segment is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for all cool, nerdy art. I love those guys. The convention season is kind of ruined right now. So if you can go support them, I recommend going to support them just because they have some really, really cool stuff there. Uh, and on that note, uh, let's get started. Our first question is going to be from Sari, or Sari, Sari, uh, on the Discord server, and they want to know which generation introduced the most ground type Pokemon. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know, Gen like, One, Gen One <laughs> is probably up there. Okay. Why? Why do you think that? So uh, we have the Nidoqueen, Queen, Nidoking, King, Sandshrew, Diglett Lines, Rhyhorn, Geodude. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that's fair. That's a good front runner. It's not going to be Gen two. No. It's not going to be Gen three. Shouldn't um, be seven or eight either. They don't have enough Pokemon to actually compete with that number. It might numbers. be Gen four because you got I mean, the Garchomp and Hippowdon lines. Yeah, Garchomp and Hippowdon lines. You have Rhyperior. You have Torterra. Okay. Yeah. Um. 
So Gen 4 is a, a computer, it's, a competitor for sure. Um, Gen, Gen 5, 5 has a lot of Pokemon, but not a lot of ground type Pokemon. Yeah, I don't think Gen 5. Uh, Gen 6, nah. I think 6, 7, and 8 just have too few Pokemon to even be competing. With yeah. So we're kind of looking at Gen 1 and Gen 4 here. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you think of any other Gen 4 ground types? I'm trying to... Like, I don't know if Grottle is a... No, it's, a, it's just a normal grass type. Okay. Yeah. I can never remember when if a second yeah. stage takes it secondary type or not. Yeah, all the Sinnoh ones gain, uh, except for Chimchar. Monferno's a firefighting. Hmm. Mm. Uh, Gastrodon's over there. That's true. Gastrodon. Uh, you know, I feel like Gen 1 would be too obvious an answer, almost. Like, mm-hmm. what, are, what are our numbers at right now? So we uh, got the Nidoqueen, Nidoqueen. Geodes, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven eight, nine, ten, 11. eleven. So I, I'm counting eleven at least from Kanto. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, also Cubone and Marowak. You know, honestly, it's just, it's Gen One. It's Gen One. That's what we're going with. I think Generation One is correct. Yes! Gen One has the most ground type Pokemon with sixteen. Whoa, we missed five. Yeah. Well, you got Cubone and Marowak. Uh, not, you forgot Onyx. Um, oh, yeah. the Geodude well, line is three. Oh, we said, we said Geodude. Oh, you uh, did? I don't uh, know if we can. I had factored that in. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there Onyx you go. Onyx, we forgot. <laughs> yeah. So there, there cool. are a lot. There are a lot. <laughs> That's one point for you guys. Our next question is about TMs from Polywo. In generation two, what type didn't have a TM? Wouldn't it be like, no, it's not Dragon, because they had Dragon Rage back then, right? I mean, I would assume that Claire gave you a Dragon TM. So it's sure. probably... Actually, it's probably someone who's in the Elite Four. I um, mean, if we want to be super technical about it, Fairy... Uh, I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, we're technically correct, that. You're technically correct. Give it to yes. us. Let's see. There... Are sixteen types of gym and dark doesn't have a gym. Yeah, I'm so that that's a dark probably because it was introduced that gen, but they might have that, wanted to give it a TM. You that know? said, Fla- that said, Faulkner didn't give you a flying TM. He gave you mud slap. So <laughs> Faulkner, <laughs> Faulkner, it couldn't be flying. <laughs> oh my god, what a mess! Faulkner needs to get his life together because fly is an HM, not a TM. <laughs> and I'm not sure if Sky Attack was ATM at the time. Or uh, any flying attack. I'm running this through my head right now. Something like Torment could have been a TM. <sighs> yeah. Torment. Yeah. Like, Although but, I don't think Gen 2 is that complicated. But there weren't any good flying attacks in Gen 2. Steel, maybe? Do you know any Steel? I feel themes? like Steel Wing or Iron Tail was one. Okay. I feel like Jasmine gives you Iron Tail. <laughs> All right. So are, are you thinking dark? Is that I'm thinking you're... flying, honestly. You're thinking flying? Okay. I, th- I think it might be flying, yeah. What? So, like, fly was still an HM back then. There, what about Aerial Ace? That's a really common one. Aerial Ace was Gen 3, I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and go with flying. That seems fair. Flying is correct. Nice. Yeah, two. it's only because I remember Mudslap, and Mudslap is all. This, that is 100% <laughs> the reason. Uh, Faulkner did not even have a flying TM to hand you. <laughs> he is a mess. 
Your next question is, as always, your uh, your Pokedex entry, where I read you a Pokedex entry and you tell me who that Pokemon is. So, this one is from Gold the Pokechamp, and his question is, in its Ultra Sun Pokedex entry states, it normally spends its time meditating in the treetops. It throws Pokeballs and gives other Pokemon orders as it pleases. Who's that Pokemon? From the tree. Okay, what 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 Pokédex was this from again? Ultra, Ultra Sun. Sun. Ultra Sun. Can you read it one more time? It normally spends its time meditating in the treetops. It throws Pokeballs and gives other Pokemon orders as it pleases. Who's that Pokemon? Okay, so like the first thing that comes to mind is like a Ranguru because it sits in treetops and it instructs other Pokemon. Uh, you know what? That is actually pretty fair. Although I remember one of the entries for a Rangaroo was it meeting Slow Kings on the beach to play games of wits. I think that is one. However, this is an Ultra Sun entry, and a Rangaroo is exclusive to Ultra Moon, so this would be an entry. Oh. If people probably wouldn't know the Ultra Sun entry for a Rangaroo as well as they would know the Ultra Moon mm-hmm. entry. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I could think of is like maybe Haunch Crow, but I don't see that throwing Pokeballs, so. Right. Dating. Right, so it's got to be a tree-dwelling Pokemon. You know, I- I'm fine with just going with Orangaroo if you are. Yeah, I-, okay. I-, I don't think we'll get anywhere else. Orangaroo is correct. Nice! It is Orangaroo. We- These are po- hard and we're, we're managing. Uh, mm-hmm. So this next question is your... Uh, it has a bonus point attached to it, so you can get two points with it today. Um, there are three answers, one point per answer. If you get all three, I guess you get to say we did it. I don't know what else to say. Um, so this one is also from Polywo, and they want to know what gym badges share their name with moves. Ooh. Oh, okay. So there's how many do we need to get? Uh, there's three. You only need to get two. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So there's a dynamic badge, right? There is no dynamic. Well, I mean, uh, there's dynamic punch, but that doesn't count, I don't think. Right. Okay. It would have to be the dynamic punch badge. Yeah. Okay. So the uh, thunder badge is one. That is correct. Thunder. That is correct. Um, that is one point. Let's see. I remember there is no attack named Beacon, sadly. There should be. <laughs> right. The Beacon Badge. Okay. The Beacon Badge. Hmm. Um, there wouldn't be like a Shockwave Badge, is there? No, I don't think so. I was going to say, they, ha- they have like a million electric badges, so I... Oh, um, Avalanche Badge, maybe? I I could see that, yeah. Uh, okay, that's incorrect. Uh, I'm gonna okay. give you a couple three of. Strikes. I'll give you three strikes. Yeah, we'll do three strikes. Okay. That's well, let me confer with Stigma before that's you fine. take the. I'm gonna take him. Yeah, I, okay. I don't think there's a Blizzard badge. Um. Oh, there. Ah, oh, well, there aren't many Ice Gym leaders. No. Uh, there's more than you'd expect, but. Okay. Do you I'm think like Sigma? Do you think like a surf badge is a possibility? No, or, like, I don't a... think there's a surf badge. Okay. Uh, there's not a marsh attack. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, there's um, boulder throw. No, there's not even boulder throw. That's not even an attack. I don't know where I got that. Um, it's trying to run what badge names I know through my head. Yeah, coming up with attacks that it might be. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Edge. Oh, what would have the... Okay, probably not no dragon attacks. Fairy is... Fairy, no. There's no. one fairy badge. Yeah. Uh, psychic badges. Uh, let's see. Uh, 
Uh, oh, wouldn't the, I bet there's something ground related because you've got like fissure magnitude more and more. Maybe magnitude? Like the magnitude badge? No, I, don't I don't think, think so. I don't think so. Fissure badge, maybe. No, I, I don't no. remember a fissure badge. Okay. Um, we're going to need some mm. answers. Oh, this is a hard one, Thatch. I'm mm. going to need some answers. Mm, no flame bat, uh, em- ember badge maybe. Sure, uh, ember badge I- is not correct. No, uh, <laughs> it sounded better than other ones we've had. Uh, surf badge maybe. No. What do you think? No, there's okay, no. no surf badge. Oh right, I already said that. Uh, okay, dark, dark. No, the flying. The the. I don't think there'd be something called the fly badge. Like, I mean, there is no the dark badge, badge, so... It's fly, yo. <laughs> Look how fly it's fly, this yo. I mean, uh, if only there were Zephyr attack. Oh, well. Zephyr attack. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Mm-hmm. You have one more guess. Uh, no, wave isn't a... Here, you take this last one. Let's see. I mean, if we I think got of one, something, we just don't get a bonus point, so... What what about like a sludge badge or something? Uh, is what there a think? toxic badge? Maybe there aren't enough boys and gem leaders. I don't think there's this Roxy, right? Roxy, and then the whatever Koga's gem is, mm-hmm. which is the soul badge or marsh badge or something. Mm, the marsh badge, yeah. Soul is Sabrina. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna need an answer. I am falling on blanks here. Okay, let's just say something, okay? Let's just say... Here, one of our previous guesses, Sigma. I don't know. Okay. You the sludge badge. Marsh. What did you say? Marsh. Marsh badge? Um. No. No. Okay. <laughs> this was a rough one. That is incorrect. It is a rough one. It is not that. Uh, the two you were missing are the toxic badge from Roxy. Oh, toxic uh, was one. Yeah. <laughs> And then the other one is the psychic badge uh, from, the psychic from Gen, badge. Gen seven, or Gen Six. This makes ah, sense. That one I feel okay, cool. bad for not getting. Uh, you think well, we well, got you one get of them. one point, and he didn't use the hint yet. So this is technically you got it correct. Um, <laughs> the, so your next question is your base deck question, uh, as always, and this one is going to be from Polywo as well. What not fully evolved fighting Pokemon has the highest base attack? Not fully evolved fighting Pokemon. It's been a string of not fully evolved Pokemon lately. I apologize. Oh yeah, I. Girder is probably pretty high. That that would not surprise me. That would not surprise me at all. Like I think it should be higher than Machoke. Mm. <sighs> Metakite, running... despite doing a lot of damage, is not very high because you're probably. Oh yeah, high. yeah, that's <laughs> it's low. Mm, fighting types that not fully evolved. I'm kind of running them through my head right now. Girder's a pretty good option. Like, I know Girder is, like, a solid Pokemon. Yeah. Um, what about, like, uh, what do you know about uh, Hakamowo? Uh, isn't it a mixed attacker, though? Yeah, it is. Let's see. So, I wouldn't expect it to be that uh-huh. high. And it's also got a high defense stat, so... Okay, I'm, just, I'm trying to think of, like, pseudo-legendary fighting types. And then, uh, any legendaries that would... No, I mean, no usually legendary. pseudo-legends middle forms are kind of garbage. 
That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. I, I actually can't think of a good one. Like, Gabite might be the best one, and that's not great. So, it might be Machoke. Yeah. Um, I, I think Girder is better than Machoke. Oh, um, oh, it might be Galarian Farfetched. Maybe. Uh, I don't that know. That would probably be around 90, because I believe regular Farfetched is 90. And they didn't do much to change stats for Galarian forms. Do you think again. that's I'm higher than Girder? No. Answer. I, I think it. Uh, let's go with Girder then. Or we can use the hint if you want. Uh, I'm fine. You can still cash the hint in because you got the last question correct yeah, still. I'm fine way. going with Girder. Like, uh, I. It is just that good of a fighting Pokemon that it might just be right. Sure. Girder is correct nice base attack of 105 that gives you guys six points today you guys did the unusual way of getting six points by getting a (laughs) incorrect answer on question number four uh but still getting claiming the points but you guys get six today and that does change up the leaderboard um yeah it does it's exciting if we're if we're all excited today, we're gonna find out what we got here. So we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna we're gonna sort that sheet. In first place, we have Linian with twenty five points. In second, we have R Sigma with twenty one points. In third, we have Seth with seventeen. In fourth, Whimsicott with sixteen. In fifth, Scrawn with fifteen. In sixth, P McGee with fourteen. <laughs> Seventh, <laughs> wow, it's just a line. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> it's just a line. In seventh, Doctor Shamu with twelve, tied for eighth are Sublime and or no, just an eighth is Sublime, and tied for ninth is Jushiro and Basket. Everybody's on the board. It's still anybody's game. We're gonna go ahead and take a short break, and we'll be right back at you with the topic. And thank you to Dean Flanagan for leaving us an iTunes review. He says, just very quick, hello from Ireland, and I'm finally leaving a review for this amazing podcast. I look forward to my Monday morning drives to work with this on in the car. Also, I just wanted to say it is the most amazing Discord community that helps you from questions to dex completions. Smell you later, Thatch Dean. Well, thank you for that. And if you want to leave us a review wherever you listen to the podcast, we would appreciate it. It helps people find the show, helps grow the community. Uh, So on that note, we're going to switch gears to the topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be Play Pokemon is Dead this year. Um, that I, 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 <laughs> I know, uh, super fun, right? <laughs> it's not a depressing topic uh, whatsoever. <laughs> I, so, so for those of you who are unaware, Play Pokemon has decided to cancel all VGC and TCG events for like the remainder of the 2020 season. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that means because technically the 2021 season would start in like September. So it like started early. It, I, I don't know if they're planning well on starting it up in August. September or not. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll try. Yeah. Um, yeah. As, as, I'm ho- I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that a lot of this like is. It's resolved. a lot of mystery going forward. The next. Few yeah, months, we so we don't have so. a good model for like when things are going to be over or anything like that. So, um, I, I would hope that by June, by the end of June, things are things are figured out. But, uh, we'll, we'll see. An important thing to note is that any people who had accrued championship points during this season, those championship points are going to roll over into the next season. Yeah. Though usually they change like the numbers between seasons two on what needs to qualify for worlds. So it'll be uh, interesting to see if they yeah. use it. It's usually like 400 for masters. Uh, I've seen like 300. They've gone from 350 to 450 over the past few years. So for, for VGC, the threshold's a yeah. lot lower for juniors and seniors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they want those people, they want those kids going to the events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, they're going to buy that, the merch. 
Mm-hmm. No, it's not even that. It's just they want more juniors and seniors participating, you know? I don't disagree with that. Because whenever you go to a VGC event, you'll find, you know, a group of 20-year-olds pretty mm-hmm. much most of the time. And that can be very un- – it can be uncomfortable for the kids unless you, like, I, have a- – It's uncomfortable for me as a 20-year-old. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, right. It's, it's the job of organizers like myself to try to make a welcoming environment for everybody, but we don't get to have those environments because they're canceled for the rest of the season. The, yeah. So, yeah. so I think this, so Sigma and I, I think we've talked about, I think we did a show on this in the past, like maybe a year ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it was almost exactly. Yeah. So Sigma, Sigma out. and I have a very particular way that we think Pokemon, like play Pokemon should quote unquote fix itself. Um, and I, I don't think you'd agree with us, Gron, and that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I honestly think that, uh, Sigma and I are probably a little too much on the extreme. Um, okay. What's the, opinion? um, but so I, so Sigma and I, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Sigma. Um, we would really like to see play Pokemon shift to a more online, like for VGC, at least not, maybe not TCG, TCG. I think you need to be in person. Not with or, the client they have. Anyway. Yeah. Not with the client, not with this client. <laughs> um, but th- what they need to do, uh, I would really appreciate if, there were more online VGC events and we shifted to a more online centric, um, mm. format. I think, I think the way that I would do a happy medium because like Japan, most of their stuff is online. Yeah. They have like the online, their international or the internationals we have are you have been their national qualifiers in the past. Yes. So they just take right, like the right. top 100 total from those three competitions and throw them into the nationals. Yeah. And, and I, that's I think- where they go. I think the way you handle it, I think you could supplement what's already there now by having more online events, kind of in the vein of like their international challenges that they have online. Sure. Um, you know, I think, I think one's coming up this week, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not worth CP anymore because it's not worth no CP. CP yeah. Anymore. It's not worth CP, but you get, you get the great ball, ball shot guy shirt, which is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think, I, I think you could supplement with more of those in that vein. I think they should be worth more CP than 50 though. So I understand what you're saying, and I think that it's a good substitute for, like, a temporary basis for the quarantine, but as per, like, my local scene, um, I think that having those in-person reactions are really important because you start developing, like, this sort of celebrity-esque personality, and I've got a lot of players who are, like, really good players in the scene, and... A lot of the other players enjoy having the opportunity to be face to face with these kind of big names in the Pokemon community and be able to battle them face to face and kind of ask for tips and like, hey, what do you recommend I do to make this team better? Mm, and okay, like, I can get that. You know, like there's a lot of construction and like just development and growth going on whenever you're ha- meeting in person and fostering those friendships. And you do kind of get, and there is an incentive because like the more you win, you kind of become a celebrity in your local scene, you know, because you're that good. If you eventually grow to be that good and you make good friends too, you know, I, I, so I don't disagree with social aspects being social aspects for the sake of being good social aspects. Uh, um, <laughs> right. I, I mean, I, that's the best argument. Um, right? I, I don't disagree with that. Um, I, but what I'm saying is I would really like if there was a way there was an alternative as well. Like, I, I wish that wasn't the only way, especially with the way the CP structure is set up now. Like if you wanted to go to world, it's very difficult to do so just locally. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and probably is, yeah. rightfully so. 
Um, it was, it was, that was a big thing in like early TCG that we can, um, there's, I, I actually hosted the interview on the TCG cast for that with one of right. the older judges and we can talk about net decking and stuff like that with TCG, but how that really changed TCG for the better or the worse. Right. And, right. But, uh, we, but with, uh, with VGC, um, I think it would be useful, especially for people who don't have like the money to go travel and stuff like that. Um, or because, the time. Or the time. Like, at especially. This point. Yeah. Like, I, because you say, like, yeah, it's a bunch of 20 somethings. And the reason it's a bunch of 20 somethings is because those are the people who have the time, um, mm-hmm. to, to be like, hey, I'm going to go travel around the country and go get 400 championship points, maybe more because I want a day two invite sure. instead of a day one invite. Sure. And, I think it would be nice to have an alternative, like, because, because I, like, I don't want to say, like, I'm the best Pokemon player, but I'm a decent Pokemon player, right? And Mm -hmm. I I would like to have the chance to be able to do it, but I don't have the time or the money to be like, I'm going to go to every regional that I can within my area. Sure. CP, like, I'm not saying I wouldn't supplement with that. Like, hey, I need a couple extra points. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to this real life event and go get it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that what you're doing is wrong, particularly wrong either. Yeah, it's like needing to go to one or two regionals is like whatever. But right now, yeah. it's like, yeah, you go to most of them. It's like you, you go, go okay. to 50%, yeah. I, 70%, something Can like I kind that. of provide some overview on how the CP structure works? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So the way that it's currently set up is that you can have six top cut uh, CP finishes in each type of tournament. Uh, so you could have, and you can get CP for them. You can have multiple, but like over six, it's just the best top cuts are the ones that register CP. So for premier challenges, your six best premier challenge top cuts are the ones that are registered in the system. And the same with midseason showdowns and with regionals. Mm-hmm. So if you win every local, if you win six local premier challenges and six local midseason showdowns, you're at what? Uh, so six times 30 is 180 and then plus six times 50, which is 300. So you have 480 points, which is 80 more than you need for a world's invite. Okay. Yeah, okay. but you have to win but each of those. That's an unrealistic. Yeah. yeah. So realistically, you're looking at, you need at least two midseason showdown, uh, top cuts where you're getting championship point. Not, not midseason showdown. I mean, regionals at least. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you need to, finish well in your local scene as well and which maybe supplement it, that with the online tournaments too which like is it's why no, it's no easy feat to get the amount yeah, which is why we say it benefits yeah. the ones with the most time and money yeah so what i uh, what i agree with your sentiment is that we do need online tournaments to give out more championship points because there are more people doing it and they're barely getting any reward for it and i think that people need it because there are a mm-hmm. lot of worthy players out there who deserve the chance to shine I, I, I also think that, um, especially with the recent events that have happened with, uh, with COVID-19 shutting down all of this. I mean, A Drive and Wolf Glick, uh, we were talking about this before the show, but A Drive and Wolf Glick decided that they were going to host their own VGC tournament. Now, this doesn't, it's like the mega tournament. It doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't have like, it turned CP. out that way. It turned out, yeah. Um, I mean, the turnout was fantastic, was like phenomenal. I mean, they charged like a 12 buck entry or something, I think. And mm-hmm. it was, uh, and there's, there's prize money involved, but it's VGC. Mm-hmm. Um, they get to go ahead and they got over 1500 players. They capped, like, cause that's where they stopped. They crashed, uh, the website they were using for signups. Yeah. 
Oh, like, that's how that's how popular this was. And I mean, I mean, even if you look at like even us, like Puckle, where we have zero prizes involved in our tournament. Like, I mean, we had 40 people show up to our online event, our online tournament. Mm-hmm. Usually our smallest tournament of mm-hmm. the year. 40 people for a BGC tournament is pretty significant. Yeah. yeah. And so like, that's, it, that's it, like half regional size from last year's tournaments. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I, can, I couldn't believe it when like I was told like, Oh, there's over 40 people signed up for our tournament. I'm like, what? This is the biggest tournament that we've ever had. Like, that's nuts to me. Uh, I've, we've mm-hmm. never had numbers this big. That's crazy. And, and so it like, I, I think there's a want for more online interaction and I, I wish TPC, I would give it to us. Um, uh, just because I, I think there's a market for it. And if they really want to increase their, in, increase their brand, I think this is the way you could do it. I mean, you could, you, uh, you can obviously even charge like an entrance fee, like a drive and Wolf Glick did because so they got 1500 people. Thing. TPCI in a very indirect way kind of is doing something about it because they're letting professors who represent the company and, you know, the, the, the goals of TPCI run online local tournaments and online tournaments in general to kind of supplement like the lack of in-person tournaments, which is actually something I'm doing. Uh, I'm, are, are they saying, are they like, did they like put out a letter or something to you? They didn't that? put out a public thing, but they're not like saying, no, you can't do this. It's, yeah, but you're not getting fine. CP for it either. So. You're not going to be getting CP for it. it. It's That's, really no different from yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. And yeah, I, it's I guess, just an online tournament. For, I guess the next, like, qu- like the follow up I would have for that is, you know how they do like their, their like event. They, they have like their event checker on the Pokemon website. Would your mm-hmm. tournament that you're hosting show up on there? No, because that's, you need a I, physical address. <laughs> I think that's I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. Because uh, I would be more than happy as like because we host tournaments all the time and we've been doing it since two thousand seven or two thousand eight. We've been hosting online tournaments. And it I would be more than happy to have our online tournaments sanctioned by TPCI in some sense. Like I would right. I would follow their rules, I would respect their brand, obviously. I mean, it's not saying that we're not critics of, of the brand. We obviously are, um, to an extent, but we, we do so out of love more so than, than out of malicious Malice. intent. And, right, right. And so, like, I, I would be more than happy. Like, if there, that opportunity existed, I would be more than happy to help facilitate that because we, we've obviously done it enough times that we know good ways to handle these tournaments. Um, I, I think our way is a little bit different than the way TPCI would want it. They would probably want it to be like a one day event, kind of like how a drive and Wolf Blink mm-hmm. are doing it this weekend. I, yeah. I was going to say ours has turned more into like a league structure at this point. Yes. Um, it's like you get your Swiss rounds and then they qualify for a tournament at the end. Yeah. And I, I like that format. Right. Um, I, you know, having these online tournaments uh, could lead to less accountability on behalf of the professors. So like on a very like low note, I feel like there would be people who exploit the system, get like a quick professorship, schedule a tournament, and then they charge a ridiculous entry fee and then run off with the money. So I, I like, agree. There should probably be some regulations. I do agree with that. And having a physical store where you need to foster these relationships with the hobby stores and the owners themselves prevent that type of stuff from happening. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't disagree agree with you on that note i i think there could be some logistical challenges there i mean i think tpci itself could probably do something about this is talking from the video game perspective not the trading card game perspective where i think Mm. you do need a physical location to properly do the trading card game but in terms of the video game i think that there's 
Oh, like maybe what you would need to do is create a new type of professorship on top of the three main ones that you have now. And it'd be like an Mm. online tournament organizer instead of just tournament organizer. And so like you're an OTO instead of a TO. And (laughs) yeah, um, or it's just a sub branch of the existing. Yeah. But you have to have special certifications to have that because Mm -hmm. then the company trusts you not to price gouge people. They trust you to have some kind of online infrastructure in place for this. And mm-hmm. I, I think that would be the maybe yeah. the first step in doing that. But I mean, this isn't much more work on TPCI's part because it's still people volunteering their time. Like I, I would feel bad for TPCI if I felt like they were spending a lot of money to create this tournament structure, but they're not. Like we talk about these regionals all the time. Like TPCI is dumping a bunch of money into it, but they're really not outside of the prize pool. I mean, uh, this gen they pushed a little more because they took over the. Uh, Broadcast. They did take over the. They did take over the streams. North America. At least. Yeah, they did take over the streams. Okay, so I know you say it's not a lot of work, but TPCI has like two people who actively, who and not even actively work with the professors. Like communication with TPCI directly is very limited as it stands. Yeah, no, that's why I'm. That's why I'm already saying like it doesn't take. Like I don't feel bad for them. Then I feel bad for the professors. Like if if they're yeah. all you have to do, do is have some all regulation. This for free. Right, you, you need to have some kind of regulation in place, and you just have an online tournament organizer that's um, sanctioned to make tournaments online. Like maybe you start it limited, right? Like maybe you take some mm-hmm. high profile professors and you allow that, and you do a slow rollout. Because I'm not saying mm-hmm. like you you go, oh hey, this guy's been doing online tournaments for a while, like looking at us, and say you guys do it. <laughs> Um, because, because like that, de- that would definitely be something I'd be interested in doing for TPCI. Running an online tournament for them would be something I would be, oh, yeah. sure. I, I'd, I'd be definitely interested in. Um, but I don't think that would be something that they, that's obviously something they don't want to do right now. Um, right. which is unfortunate, I think, for the community as a whole, especially now because there's not, there hasn't been really a good fallback, obviously. They canceled the rest of the season. Um, uh, also, spectator mode doesn't work online, TPCI. I, I was going to say spectator mode is one of the big things holding things back still. Yeah. I don't know why it's not there. Temtems is getting it. Like, seriously. Temtems, guys. Temtems is getting it. Well, um, spectator mode is a thing in locals. Yeah, no, yeah, that's the no, difference. That's, that's, that's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. That's what we're saying the problem is, is it's only available in local. Like, uh, the fact yeah. that it exists and it has a really pretty UI like really, mm-hmm. really pretty UI is very frustrating to me that we can't use that to host online tournaments. Um, because mm-hmm. if, um, there was a call out actually by a drive recently about that. I'm sure you saw it. Sigma, uh, on uh, Twitter. Um, he called out like Janishi Masuda and TPCI. And I was like, Hey, we're trying I to mean, make it, we're yeah. trying to keep your game alive. Give us spectator, unlock spectator mode to online. Uh, and that, that- that is a shortcoming of the game. Like, I don't know how that's not a thing. I mean, it's the same thing with timer and stuff like that. I, I honestly, though, I think timer I, with both those things happening, I think it's honestly because they didn't have faith in the servers. Um, I, I think which they is just, fair. Which- <laughs> I, I, I don't think that it, which it's Nintendo. So yeah, um, I, I just think they didn't have faith in their servers to be able to hold like that much data for that long. I mean, Smash for Wii U and 3DS had spectator mode, and you could gamble on it too. And I don't know, why uh, I don't know if they would want here. gambling, but they would uh, gamble the BP. Gamble yeah, the BP. That would That's be fun. Oh my gosh, they could do so many things. 
<laughs> I, they, I mean, they they really could. Like spectator mode, I think would be fantastic because there is a difference between doing that and watching a battle replay, which we don't even have that now. But mm-hmm. um, at least bring that back. Especially now in this online world, maybe we get something with the DLC. Maybe the DLC comes with that kind of update. I, I, I hope, I, but I'm not holding my breath. No, I wouldn't hold my breath for whatsoever. Um, they, they, I, I would much <laughs> rather hold my breath for the rest of the Pokemon to come back in a second set of DLC. Um, <laughs> and, or the Megas or, yeah. <laughs> I, know you, I think Megas are, now, Megas, you're holding your breath a little bit longer. Uh, <laughs> I'd like a quick moment, if you don't mind. No, you can take to it. To voice my laments. And this season of VGC has been, like, I've, I've participated in other seasons of VGC. Like, not every single one, but out of the ones I've participated in, this has been the most fun and, like, interesting of metas. And, like, the way that DLC is limed to come up, like, this was set to be, like, super, like, unprecedented by, like, participation from players and, like, the oh, diversity yeah. of Pokemon yeah, it that was built up really well. Um, and it really sucks that it's canceled. And I'm, I'm sorry about that, but like, there are professors who, who are out there and there are communities like ours and Puckle who are putting on these VGC tournaments. And I love that. And like, we're still kind of keeping it going. And I, I don't want to discourage people from getting involved now because like now is the time to get into it, to start training with no consequences, really. No consequences. For your VGC. <laughs> so yeah, if you start VGC now, you can go into the 2020-2021 season with, like, the knowledge of the meta and stuff. And Except you can, the meta will be changed by then. Like, it's going right, to change every two Right, months. but it's going it's to be the Isle of Armor meta is what we're going to start out with. Oh, and yeah. then we're going to oh, go yeah. into the Crown Tundra meta. And But now is the time to get into it, to learn the ins and outs, and to get started. And you're not going to have a penalty for not knowing what you're doing at first. And a lot of people, whenever they're doing the championship circuit in VGC, are always like, well, I got to get this many championship points a month, Right. So that I can meet my target. So I can get a world's invite. There's no consequences for training now. This is like the time to train. We've been granted that time. So next year, VGC is going to be really cool because you're going to have all these really high players from last year and you're going to get all these new players from going into it with Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra. Or, or the old players continue to earn the points and hoard them. But, you know. Well, the old, older players typically don't do that. In my experience, once people have reached their tip uh, six top finish Ooh. and their six uh, for each tournament, they'll stop coming to the locals. Like, typically. we don't know what that looks like yet. Uh, right. It's, I, would, I would like be to be a bit different. I mean, right. this is probably anecdotal and like, yeah, and it, it counters your point, but it is anecdotal, so it, it's probably not a good example. But like Wolf Glick won uh, nationals last year, right? And then he's just like, "I'm right. not going to Worlds. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna commentate." So you right. had some, you had somebody who who had essentially a Worlds invite. He took a Worlds invite worth of um, points of him. points with him from a mm-hmm. from from just one one event. And was just like, no, not going to use it. He probably had the equivalent of a day two invite. He's already won the world championships. He's made a name for himself. Yeah. And then he's getting that. He has the rapport with the Pokemon company to be a commentator. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 he does. take that. No, no, no. Anyone would take that. No, no, no. I, I don't disagree with that, but I don't think he should be hoarding the points on top of it. Oh, well, okay. I mean... 
That's fair. You know, like mm-hmm. th- a lot of people feel like if you already have enough points, why do you still come to no, the no, that, no, Why do you I, deprive I understand. other people I understand. of that? Uh, yeah, so you gotta I, stay sharp. I mean, they, no. those people who are really good deserve to have the chance to still play the game. No, we no, no. I'm not, I'm, not say, I'm not saying we're denying that. I just think, I, right. like, I think if you get a world's invite, you shouldn't just like be like, you you shouldn't just like say, no, I'm not going to use all these points and, and go away. Right. Like, um, I, I think that's, I think that's something like, I, I, I don't like, know. That wasn't stopping just one person from qualifying. That's yeah. probably stopping a bunch of people from qualifying from yeah. all the events that he did. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's the only problem. I mean, that, that's a minor problem. Like, I, I don't, I think Wolf Glick's a good yeah. player. And I think, I think in general, he's just a nice guy. Um, but he's a really good player. Like, yeah. Wolf Glick and A Drive are like, Sometimes these big name YouTubers are will, you know, talk a big game about what's good oh, and no. what's A-Drive, not. Oh no, A Drive, A Drive, A Drive, they are good. They yeah. are good VGC players, and they they talk a big game, but they also play a good game. Yeah, no, no I'm not saying you know? I'm not saying they're not good players. Um, I'm just saying I I just think that shows. I I don't know if it's a major problem with the circuit, but it shows a problem with the circuit. Um, that that's that's all. I don't know. Yeah, it, I I think they could optimize it in such a way with math and stuff. So like, if you already have a world's invite, they can roll it over. Yeah, um, you know. But there's another incentive for top performers to keep going to these. Oh events. yeah, you can get you can get yeah. day two invites, and you you want to stay sharp on top of that anyway. It's and not just and enough. and they give it's, you travel um, credits. Yeah, it's the travel stipends. Which uh, is it's usually like a six week period. Uh, if you get a certain amount of championship points within that period of time, you yeah. get a stipend to the next big event, mm-hmm. and that's probably what they're going for too. You know, like yeah. they deserve to yeah, compete yeah. for that. Uh, yes and no. We can talk about that on another day, though. <laughs> 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 talk about it another day. It's been a good conversation, though. I think this has been very very productive. Um, yeah, um, def- if you're looking for online BGC tournaments to participate in, you should they do it. exist. No, you should a do good it. starting a good starting point if you're looking to get into VGC would just be to pop on the Pokemon Showdown, go to the VGC room, ask, "Hey guys, I'm looking to get into VGC. What's a good kind of team you recommend?" And then I'm sure people will be more than willing to help you. Yeah. And then you start building a team, experimenting, have some fun little gimmicks to start. And then you realize that gimmicks usually aren't that great. You know, it's a development. It's a process. You know, you can become a champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that note, I think this is a good place to stop and wrap up the discussion. So we're going to go ahead, uh, take a break here. We're going to have Seth yell at you about some ramen. Uh, and then we're going to come right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. So we will catch you on the flip flop. Hey guys, Seth Philo cutting in to tell you about something awesome that I've been absolutely loving, Vite Ramen. If you guys know me, you know I have a borderline noodle addiction, and part of that love has always been a guilty pleasure for ramen. Well, Vite Ramen is ramen, but get this, it's actually good for you. You heard me right. The guys at Vite Ramen have spent years making ramen that's nutritionally complete, and I absolutely adore it. Each bowl has 30 grams of protein, which is more than your average protein shake, 7 grams of fiber, all 27 key vitamins and minerals that you need, and most importantly, tons of awesome flavor. Oh yeah, and did I mention it still only takes 4 minutes to prepare? It's basically still instant ramen. You can head over to VitRamen.com and pick up soy sauce chicken, garlic pork, and my favorite, vegan miso flavors, as well as handy utensils and other such stuff. 
And here is the coolest part. At checkout, enter code PUCKLE and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's P-U-C-L, all caps, for a whopping 10% off. Anyway, I gotta get back to rating, and you've got a show to finish. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 861, Grimmsnarl, the bulk-up Pokemon. Its hairs work like muscle fibers. When its hairs unfurl, they latch onto opponents, ensnaring them as tentacles would. Okay, so it is called the bulk-up Pokemon, but it doesn't get bulk-up. Yeah, it does. Does it? Yeah, it does. It's standard level up to start Oh, it is. Move. Oh my gosh, there it is. Okay, wow. I'm blind. I'm just like, it's better <laughs> get bulk up, because it's the bulk up Pokemon. Grimmsnarl, pretty solid. Uh, he gets Prankster, which is fantastic. And it's not even a hidden. Oh, yeah. It's just regular. So Prankster is a fantastic ability, because it lets him go first, and he gets access to Reflect and Light Screen. So both those combined, fantastic. Dark Fairy is also a super cool typing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because he only has three weaknesses to Poison Steel and Fairy. Mm-hmm. To be fair, he doesn't have a lot of resistances, just Ghost, Dark, but he has two immunities in Psychic and Dragon, which is nuts. Oh, yeah. So, fantastic. I love I love it. Um, his, his stats aren't bad either, like base 95 HP. Um, his defenses are meh. He's got base 65 defense, base 75 special defense, base 120 attack, though. It's, it's good. Uh, base 95 special attack, so that's wasted and then the garbage. And then base 60 speed. So he's a little bit slow. But, I mean, he's so cool. He he works out. Oh, he's yeah. got a great move pool. I mean, Spirit Break is an interesting, like, signature move. Same with False Surrender. Um, they're both very cool moves that he gets. And, yeah, he just gets he gets enough support to make him useful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we have a team for you guys this week it, that's based or uh, – I guess it's not based around Grimmsnarl. It's essentially VGC, the team. But it's got a GMAX Grimmsnarl on it, so that's a thing. For sure. And I'll let Sigma start. Because he, I, I have no idea how this team works except for the last two members, and then I'll talk about those. <laughs> so, so first off, we have a nice support Grimstarl holding the eject button with the ability Prankster, because that's a Grimstarl thing. It's Grimstarl. just run Prankster. <laughs> it's running almost max HP with 244 HP EVs, 188 defense EVs, 76 special defense EVs, and an impish nature. And we have the attacks Foul Play, Tricked, Reflect, and Light Screen. Tricking an eject button onto your opponent's Dynamax Pokemon is a fun way to get rid of it. <laughs> Switches it out, gets rid of their Dynamax for the game. Probably a little overpowered, but uh, it's a nice way to deal with their scary strong threat. Foul Play <laughs> because, well, we're not investing into offense anyway, so sure. <laughs> it, kills, it kills those Dragapult, let me tell you. Yeah, you get to pick which one you start with, with Reflect and Light Screen, depending on what you're up against on your opponent's mm-hmm. side. And uh, if you don't trick the eject button, I guess you're not going to complain too much if you set up a screen. Get switched out into something better, just for a nice Then you just spam foul play for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Since you're a dark type, you're immune to uh, prankster taunts, so you, <laughs> you'll get to get something off. So, yeah. Grimstar, good time. We run GMAX because it doesn't hurt us. No. 50% chance of getting yawn on your opponent's Pokemon is better than, like, the minus special defense drop if you end up being somebody who has to make your Grimmsnarl grow. 
but that's Grimmsnarl. Next up, we have Arcanine with a Choice Band and Intimidate. Max Attack, Max Speed. Uh, the extras are in Spadef, doesn't really matter. Jolly Nature, Extreme Speed, Flare Blitz, Close Combat, and Wild Charge. It's what you're going to get when you're going for an offensive Arcanine. That is an Arcanine. That is an Arcanine yeah. since, like, Gen, since like Gen 5. That's Arcanine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Arcanine is Arcanine. That yep. is, that Arcanine hasn't changed much over the years, and I'm happy to see that. We talked about it in Battlecast, but if you're doing VGC, you pretty much got to choose Arcanine or Incineroar or an attempt at something else weird like Torcat. They just got they got better starting in Gen Six because of Fairy type. Oh yeah, they just for got sure. better because they resist fire. Mm-hmm. So like that was yeah. a, that was a nice boost to fire. Fire needed that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, being weak to rocks is a sad, t- sad place for Glyph, yes. usually. So the next two members of this team, the first one will be Excadrill, and this is a very standard Excadrill set. It's powerful, and it's meant for VGC. Uh, so you've got a Focus Sash on it as the item, because uh, you're focusing in your attack and speed stats here, and you want to have that extra longevity. You're using Mold Breaker as the ability. Sometimes you will see Sand Rush as the ability on Excadrill if you're running Tyranitar, but... In most cases, it's going to be Mold Breaker because it's just such a powerful ability. Um, you're running a Jolly Nature on this guy. You want that speed. And then you're running Earthquake, High Horsepower, Iron Head, and Protect. So you're running these two Earth moves. Earthquake is... So if you don't know how doubles mechanics work, uh, Earthquake will split its damage among whatever it hits or whatever it protects as well. So if you have... In a double scenario, Earthquake is going to do less damage to each individual Pokemon than if you're playing singles. So you want to have that high high horsepower attack as well in case you just need to deal more damage to a specific Pokemon. Also, if you don't want to hurt your friend that isn't Togekiss. Yeah, you might not want to hurt your friend. <laughs> you might want to hurt not Togekiss. Sometimes you do want to hurt your friend, you know? You Some- do. You do sometimes. Like that team last Sometimes week? it's yeah. fun to be destructive. Oh, right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and now this is probably my favorite set on the entire team, to be honest. This is a very powerful melodic set that not many people use, even though it's the best melodic set, um, in my opinion, at least. Uh, it's melodic holding a wiki berry. Wiki berry is the, that's the low percentage berry that will restore a lot more health than a citrus berry if it gets to that 25% threshold. Uh, you're using the ability competitive. Uh, competitive will raise your special attack stat whenever another stat is lowered. And you're running 244 HP stat uh, EVs, 12 defense, and 252 speed EVs with a timid nature. And the attacks you're running are muddy water, hypnosis, coil, and recover. And this is a coil melodic. So you're going to coil to get that accuracy and defense boost and the accuracy boost will help the hypnosis that you land hit does that make sense it does make sense scron it is like hypnosis normally has that 50 percent hitting chance so you get those nearly guaranteed hypnosis after two or three corals mm-hmm. coils so it's really powerful because normally Spore is the only thing that does that, and the only thing we have that does Spore this generation is Shinotic, and Shinotic is trash. It is trash. <laughs> it's hot garbage. <laughs> it's real bad. Uh, some people might be asking why you use Muddy Water over Surf. Uh, surf hits your ally in this generation, so Muddy Water does not hit your ally in this generation. And you get accuracy drops. Yep. 
And the coil, as a side effect, does help muddy water hit as well. Yes. I mean, in the past, Milotic would run Scald, but muddy water's dumb. It's a really fun set. I recommend everyone has one. Uh, a lot of people don't know about it, so people might not see it coming. That's yeah. it. This one's a speedy Milotic, which isn't too Weird. common. So to wrap things up, we've got pretty standard bonds. We've got Togekiss, which uh, is running super luck because you just want to crit, 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 crit. 244 HP, 168 special attack, 100 speed. I'm sure that 100 speed is to outspeed something. Ah, it and doesn't then, matter. You're boosting your speed anyway. This yeah, for sure. Target. <laughs> uh, you're boosting it anyway if you G-max uh, or D-max and you get your air slash off. So air slash, dazzling gleam, flamethrower, protect. Wow, that's a toga kiss. Let me tell you. It's an offensive one. Yeah, it's, running, it's holding a weakness policy. Yeah, it's holding weakness policy so that when it gets tapped by a super effective move when you're a bulky boy and you're big, uh, you can just be like, see you later, rest of the team. Yeah, I win the game. I win. <laughs> I win now. I will murder the rest of you now. Yes. Uh, so Togekiss is Togekiss. Togekiss like, is one of those Pokemon that has just gotten better since it got Fairy-type. That's another Pokemon Fairy-type did very well for, was Togekiss. Also, it got better when uh, Heatran was no longer a Pokemon. That is also true. Uh, that is true until this fall. <laughs> yep. All right. And then Conkeldur is the other one, because Conkeldur has been a Pokemon since it came out. <laughs> it has been a Pokemon. Dude. Yeah, I mean, but it's also been relevant as well ever since its release in Gen 5. This is Adamant, 84 HP, 252 attack, 172 special defense. I'm sure that is for some kind of survivability. Yeah, Iron mm-hmm. Fist is the ability because punching moves then get an additional boost on top of that. You get Mock Punch, Drain Punch, Thunder Punch for those Melodics and Togekiss, and then Protect because it's VGC. <laughs> <laughs> that Melodic is going to be dishing out majorly powerful Mock Punches a lot of the time. The Melodic or the Conkeldur? <laughs> Oh, I mean, uh, the Conkeldur. Yeah. yeah, the Conkeldur probably mm-hmm. will, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, if if Melodic is punching things, something has gone wrong. <laughs> it grew arms. <laughs> it's like Superior. They were there this whole time. We just never saw them. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that is it for the team. If you want to use this team, you can go ahead and check out our Discord. We'll have it posted. You guys can go ahead and use it. Until then, though, uh, that's that's the team for this week. Uh, we're going to go ahead and shift gears here and kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! Send in your emails! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag segment is where we read listener emails if you send them into pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we will read your emails. We typically have a prompt each week for you guys. Last week, we asked you a question that I completely forgot. Something, something DLC trailer. Something, something. Did you like the new Isle of Armor DLC trailer? That sounds right. <laughs> and uh, so every week we have an email question. You don't have to write with the prompt. You can write us anything else. You could write like a nice love poem or something about how much you appreciate Shamu or myself or Scrawn or Sigma. <laughs> and, and Write about how you noticed that. Shamu doesn't say hoops in the hoops segment. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Blasphemy. Uh, but we appreciate it. But also, this segment is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. Um, and if you write an email that's very nice, uh, we will give you what's known as the Green Taurus badge, which honestly just makes your name green on the Discord server, but then people know that you got the Green Taurus badge. Not just green thatch, lime green. Mm-hmm. We toned it down. What? No! Yes, we toned it down. <laughs> no! 
I liked my eyes not hurting in the Discord server, so we don't. Okay. Know. All right. Well, you can get your unspectacular green. Uh, <laughs> tournament's using a nice red coloration instead of that pink one that we had. I like it. I like the red one. The pink one was rough. It's like a salmon red. All right. So let's get into these emails. Our first one is going to be from Chuck Tyler. Hello, Puckle crew. First, I would like to applaud you all for such a wonderful podcast. I've been listening to you all since the middle of the summer, and the wonderful discussions helped me through so many days of work. Going back over 150 episodes was a blast. That's okay. That's still in the good section of Puckle. Coming coming from the Midwest, Wisconsin, go Badgers. I've actually been on that campus. It is a very pretty campus. I was there for a, for a, um, a workshop. It was very nice. I, I could believe it. Uh, it's like right on a lake. It's beautiful. Ooh, yeah, yeah that that helps. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. I, I couldn't believe better it. Better than the mighty Olentangy. Yes, better than the Olentangy. Uh, it has always been hard to find a group of people who like Pokemon as much as I do, and it makes me extremely thankful for the Discord server. Okay, I'll be do- I'll be done being sappy, but I am really thankful for the work you all do. Twenty two years old, and my love for Pokemon has never been stronger. I've been playing Pokemon since I was four years old, and I've never had the pleasure of finding a shiny in the wild. Hopefully, this expansion brings me better luck. Oh, oh. Um, how many years did he say? Twenty two. Uh. Oh wow, he's been playing like all of them. Yeah, that, that does suck. I've seen. I've had several wild shinies, like several. They're rare, but yeah, I've had them happen. My first one was until Heart Gold Soul Silver. So. I I've had one. I've had one. I think in um. I don't think I ever had one in Gen five or Gen six. But I've had one in every other Gen. I haven't had one in Gen eight yet either, though. But I've had them. Yeah, I've got like I remember in Gen two, I found a shiny Tauros. No joke. And that's legit. Yeah. Uh, then I found in Gen three, I I've, I saw like a ton of them because I played the poop out of Gen three. Um, so I found like a shiny Onyx and a shiny Golbat, all the other yeah. green ones. Mm. Um, and then Gen 4, I forget, but I know I saw something. I've told you my sad story about how the first shiny I encountered was a, a shiny Houndour in the Emerald Safari Zone. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. oh. I know. It ran away. <laughs> oh, no. The pain. I, I'm so glad Safari Zones aren't a thing anymore. Uh, I don't know. I like them. I think I think the mechanics and like the early ones are pretty dumb. But like the je- I thought the Heart Gold Soul Silver Safari Zone wasn't bad. Yeah, that one was fine. When you get it, it was better. It, it was, was better. better. I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't say it's like the best experience. But I like I like having that little bit of stress. Like the little bit. Uh, Some of it was too stressful. Some Pokemon like Heart Gold Soul Silver said, "Yeah, we could put Beldum in there." Yeah, that's fine. Uh. <laughs> That catch rate is okay to put in this place. Yeah. Uh, all right. I am extremely excited for the expansion passes for Sword and Shield. It's better said when thinking about the movie Aladdin, a whole new world for Pokemon. Uh, generally, I replay all Pokemon games at least three or four times, switching up the starters and all that. But that can get boring after a while. Having the ability to ha- actually have another story aspect in the post game, as well as getting to train alongside Kubfu, makes continuing the game much more fun. The suspense of not knowing what Galarian Slowpoke evolves into is killing me. Its gold little head makes me think that I'll have another form of a crown, but who knows? I'm not going. I'm not one to speculate. Yo, so many people are saying that it's going to be like a Marini on his on, on its head. That's totes what I'm waiting for. I just want regular Slowbro back. That's all I care about. Yeah, regular Slowbro. I'd <laughs> like, like to see. Him I'll, again. I'll take Galarian Slowbro if it means I get regular Slowbro. With yep. <laughs> <laughs> the NPCs look very interesting. And hopefully they bring some difficulty along with them to add a little spice. 
I truly don't enjoy that the only way to get a Gigantamax starters is from the starter you choose. Because in the playthrough, I picked Grookey and never used it. I guess it's just karma for not sticking with the Scoffle Squad. Yeah, it is. I honestly don't have a pr- problem with the price. I see what you guys are saying about it needing to be $30, but I honestly would pay any amount of m- money to make a Pokemon game longer and more adventurous. Oh, no, I'm totally into that. I'm totally... Like, I don't think the price is ridiculous at all. I think $30 is reasonable. I, I think it's a very fair deal. Um, if you think if you think about how much I would pay in a normal Pokemon generation cycle, I would pay $80 for essentially the same game because, mm-hmm. you know, I'd get Sun and then Ultra Sun, and that's $80 from 3DS. And now I'm paying $90 for the same thing. Yeah. It's not really that big of a jump. Yeah. I'm perfectly okay with it. Um, I Also, I have zero problems paying for new Pokemon if that's what it takes to get the old ones back. I would pay extra. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the long email. I wanted the first one I wrote to be meaningful. Don't forget to give out that coveted green Tauros badge. Catch you on the flip-flop, Chuck Tyler. Thank you, Chuck. Chuck Tyler, All right. you're welcome. I'll grab this next one from Trainer Sleeves. Hello, everyone. It's your girl, Sleeves, who is still practicing social distancing. I know this sounds a lot like my first ever email to the podcast, which was my thoughts on the Sword and Shield DLC slash expansion pass. But with the new information and headcanons I've developed, this will be new stuff for me. The first thing that was further revealed to us were the Gigantamax starters. Which one of the three are you most excited about? For me, it would be Cinderace. It's the perfect combination of cute and cool. And I also think it would be a fun surprise for my four-year-old brother, Adam. Even though he's small, he really likes Pokemon, and whenever he watches me play Sea Shield and my Cinderace is brought out onto the field, he goes, Hey, look, Lily, it's Rocket! So I think that showing them this massive transformation from my normal Cinderace to a cool Gigantamax will really make both our days. That's like 100% the best way to use Gigantamax Pokemon. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's cute. Uh, I like all their designs, so... All right. As for the G-Max moves, we already know what the names are, but prior to them revealing the names, I called them G-Max Pyrostorm, G-Max Banana Slamma, and G-Max <laughs> James Pond. Oh, that's fun. Those are the last two are the best ones. I don't know about Pyrostorm. Banana Slamma. Banana Slamma and I'm going to use that in my daily dialect. Like it's going to go right next to <laughs> Dummy Bear. I'm going to find James a way Pond to is pretty it. clever too. I'm pretty sure Banana Slamma is from that DK Donkey Kong CGI DK cartoon. Donkey oh my gosh. I love that. I think it is. <laughs> Welcome okay. to the Banana Slamma, guys. I'm going to make I'll make a cocktail and call it the Banana Slamma. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> As for their secondary effects, they do seem a bit underwhelming at first, but I can see their use. For example, you can use G-Max Fireball on a Pokémon with thick fit, thick fat for extra damage. They might even make it so that it can that it can bypass Prankster, making your move go first since it ignores uh, abilities. I don't think it'll go that far. I don't yeah, I don't think so. I also want to see what base power will these moves will be because they keep saying they'll be super powerful. As for the new cutscenes, I adore them. I feel like they give Kubfu so much personality, and it really gets me excited to play the Isle of Armor. What I also want to see is at least a little bit of focus around the starter you chose. They don't have to play a huge role since they mentioned that you can only battle with Kubfu in the towers, but maybe since they're getting G-Maxes and all, they can have appearances in some of the cutscenes and dialogue sequences. It would be a bit like the scene in Ultra Sun and Moon, when on the way to the Pokemon League, when your starter comes out and says hello. Mm-hmm. Also, which form do you think you'll want of Ur- Urshifu? Ooh. Uh, 
I think I want the dark type single strike style so I can call it Pangorno. <laughs> but who knows? That might change. Thank you f- so much for reading my listener email. Make sure to wash your hands and use hand sanitizer, trainer sleeves. I like the puns. Pangorno. Those are fun. I want the water fighting type. I think it's just because the only other water fighting type we have is Polygrath and it's not good. <laughs> no, it's not. No, we have Keldeo. Keldeo oh, yeah, Keldeo is a Pokemon. That's true. It's a little sad now without Hidden Power, though. Yeah. The next one is uh, from Shira, and I think you got this one, Sigma. Yep. Hello, you awesome Puckle crew. It's been a while. I hope you are all well and staying safe. These are strange times. I've started my new job from home, which is pretty weird, but it does save time to commute and such. I... I've been playing a lot of Pokemon, mostly raiding. No shiny den for me yet. I I haven't gotten shiny den either. Neither have I. A little sad. I had an interesting idea to prolong the game for shiny hunters. Since we now have two shiny options, why not have two shiny forms per Pokemon? So you'd have a regular shiny form, the stars one, and the ultra shiny form, the square one. We kind of already have that because we have the sh- we have the regular sh- stars and yeah, stars. isn't it like a fifteen to one odds? Yeah, we are we already have that kind of. But yeah. keep going. I I, I read this and have uh, comments. Okay, this would make it fun to try to collect both shiny forms, all while we wait eagerly for Isle of Armor. I think it will be very good, and I've been waiting to get my hands on Marnie's boots. That's true. Out of context, that's that's weird. <laughs> Give me your boots, Marty. Give me your boots. I really hope Love Disc will be back in this game. I haven't played a Pokemon game without it for years. I've been collecting all the GMAX forms, but so far, a shiny GMAX Charizard has eluded me. Happy hunting to you guys, and catch you soon. Love, Shira. So I just have like minor comments because she says that she wants two shiny forms. And I think she means she wants like two different colorations, obviously. Yeah. Mm. Because she wants to quote unquote prolong the game until Isle of Armor. I'd like to point out that there is a seven month gap between the release of Sword and Shield and the Isle of Armor. And I don't think. Okay. Thatch, do you know Shira? Shira's like yeah, yeah. a big time. Yeah, that's shiny Shira. Hunter. But you have to understand that's still an outlier case. Like for the average. Okay. They killed Battlefront tier. In Gen 6, because <laughs> not enough people would want it. So you think they're going to go ahead and be like, oh, yeah, you know what? Shira's going to play the poop out of this game, and she's going to need more shiny Pokemon to catch. I don't know how many people are going for, like, 400-plus shiny Pokemon within seven months, but I'm going to tell you their name isn't Thatch. I I would like more non-shiny variants of Pokemon. Say, like, uh, do you remember the anime? I think it was Orange Islands, where everyone oh, yeah. berries that turned the Pokemon pink. Things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. That'd, That'd be, be cool. cute. I'd be into that. Like, customize your Pokemon that way. Uh, that would be... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, because, like, part of me likes Pokemon being, like, the monolithic designs that they are. Like, I, I like I like the Pokemon being like, ah, oh, yes, it has, like, this form, or maybe there's a gender difference. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the part where I'm just like, okay, I'm good with that. Um, the the one that, like, like if it, if it got to the point where, like, every Pokemon could be unique, I don't know how I would feel about that. I'm going to be completely honest. It'd be like, it'd be like Digimon Savers, where the Agumon's got the little straps on his hands, but he's different now for some reason. And, and I'm confused. I, I've never understood Digimon Digivolution and how that works. So. Uh, nobody, <laughs> they, they, I think they literally made it so there were no rules so they could do whatever they wanted. I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's meant to be ambiguous. 
I guess the new series starts today that we're recording it. Oh yeah, they do. They do. well, it's like it's like a re it's the like imagination a reimagination of the original know. or something. I, I yeah. might watch it. I will watch it when it gets a dub. <laughs> uh, that is because I cannot do subs for the life of me because I like to have anime on in the background while I'm doing other mm-hmm. things. I, I I'm similar. I haven't done subs in a while, but I might I might try the first episode at least. If it's interesting, let me know, and then I'll think about it. <laughs> uh, but that's it for the emails this week. Thank you for sending in those emails. If you sent one in and it didn't get into the mailbag today, it's going to be on the uh, web. It's going to be onto the Discord in the unread email section. If you want to help support the show and keep uh, keep us doing some awesome stuff over here, like hosting tournaments. You can help us out in a couple different ways. Uh, first, you could go at, over to our social media and follow us on Twitter. Jo- join our Discord. Maybe follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, we really appreciate all of those. It helps y- you participate in the community more, and we really like hanging out with you guys. Then another, another way, hey. you can, yeah, go ahead, Strong. Uh, let's not forget to give a Green Taurus badge. I think we, ha- I think we have someone who's worthy of, worthy of it. I think I would vote for Shira, but she already has it. So Chuck, maybe Tyler. Yeah, Chuck, Chuck, Tyler. Chuck Tyler. Chuck Tyler, you win the Green Taurus badge. Bug us on Discord that I just talked about in the show notes. <laughs> Shira, had, Shira doesn't have it for this year yet. Yeah, she doesn't have it for this. Year. Oh, she she does. Does she? Okay. Uh, oh wait, wait. No, not not Shira. I meant uh, sleeves. Yes. Yeah, oh, sleeves. Okay. sorry. Sleeves has it. So we're gonna go ahead, and uh, if you need anything else, um, you can follow us on YouTube. YouTube, we're putting more content up there, mostly TCG stuff. So if you're interested in that, uh, we do have the Pokemon Coliseum playthrough going up there as well. So if you want to follow along with Sigma and I dying a lot to catch the Soycoon, you can follow along with that. You can also go ahead. Uh, I think we have to grind Mount Battle next. I think that's what we're doing. Yeah. We, we're like grinding because it turns out the Pokemon are like seven levels over ours now. Stupid Suicune. Stupid Suicune. Um, and <laughs> you can go ahead and follow us uh, over on Twitch as well, where we're going to be live streaming those playthroughs at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. And if you want to help the show financially, you can do so in a couple of ways. One, you can order some Vite Ramen. They've got a new noodle coming out. It's Szechuan. It's a little spicy. <laughs> it's uh i'm very excited for it it's like spicy noodles and you can go over to vite ramen the show links in the show notes and you can actually use code puckle for 10 percent off your purchase and a little bit comes back our way and we really appreciate that you can also go ahead and go over to t public buy some merchandise all of that helps support the show and you get some cool pokemon merchandise after that too you can also go ahead and subscribe to us with your twitch prime membership or i guess you could just subscribe to us on twitch as well but it's probably better for you to go over to patreon at patreon.com slash puckle podcast where you can get cool things including access to the puckle breeder bot where you can get any pokemon you want made made up um it's uh it's exciting so on that note that is going to be it uh we are gonna uh i guess we're gonna end the show yeah uh i've been trainer thatch i've been zakron i've been our sigma and here in the lavender town radio tower it's closing time Yeah.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.